0: Welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community.
1: We will be offering a craveable menu of headlines, food for thought, and much, much more.
0: These are the bite-sized news stories you need to know, and they'll drop every morning, Monday through Friday. Hello, world, and welcome back to the Happy Mouth Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 23rd. And it's your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. It's Philip Camino and Chef Naisha Arrington, Executive Chef Naisha Arrington. I beat it. How are you?
1: I'm so wonderful. I'm, it's Wonderful Wednesday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wacky Wednesday. It's been like crazy energy uh, the last few weeks. A lot of stuff happening. I think the world kind of transitioning out of COVID times and everyone's like, the world's got to start now you know it just feels a little bit frantic and wacky but also wonderful like you said interesting wonderful wacky wednesday you and i'm have talking about this but i think you and i are going to start doing more like restaurant review type stuff like just going and checking things out not being too critical but just going and seeing what's enjoying. out there yeah totally just enjoying food and talking about food more totally in out and about Yeah, in big city
1: la has a lot to offer
0: sure does sure does um, we're talking about LA offers this too, and I think it's one of the things that uh, gets. I mean, it's a cornerstone of every good American diet: coffee and protein. <laughs> mm,
1: I read that once somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> if you don't have those two things, you cannot live. Apparently, yes, yes. But there are uh, there's a, a thing happening on TikTok right now, and people are people are kind of going viral with talking about. Coffee and protein, and putting those two things together, and they've even named it. Um, and tell me what your thoughts are on this. You've 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 reviewed this and you've seen it online. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah. So we're talking about Profi. Profi. <laughs> profi, bro. <laughs> and uh, if you didn't put two and two together, literally and or figuratively, it's protein plus coffee. Mm. Yeah. Really inventive name there.
0: You could even go. It's the combination of. Coffee and protein in the same vessel, if you will, mixed together.
1: And so we basically all need protein to fuel our bodies, right? We all know this. And it is estimated that most Americans are already consuming double. This is what they say, that Americans are already consuming double the recommended amount of protein every day. PC and I are going to talk about whether it's safe and healthy.
0: Well, we know the benefits of protein. I mean, most people know that it's one of the building blocks of muscle. Uh, you need it for cellular regeneration. You need it essentially as one of the building blocks of life. Um, you know, acids and totally BCAAs are you know some of the most important things that you can put in your body. Take BCAA every day. Yeah do you uh, do you do that with glutamine? Is it like a mixture or is it a separate?
1: I do BCAA with my HydroTab when I want to hydrate before my workout. Yes, so that is. Not delicious at all, but I know what it does for my body because it's a it's a pure BCAA form for my amino acid building. And then I do glutamine um, shot.
0: Yeah, glutamine's one of the things in the last uh, 6 to 12 months that I've started to double down on because it's yeah. really, really good for gut health and then ingestion and absorption of whatever supplementation you're taking.
1: 100%. And it's one of the most common things that humans are deficient in.
0: Yes, I know. It's a building block. It's an amino acid that is essential and you have to get it in and most people don't get enough of it. So yeah. I've even moved away from the caps into like the powdered form and then putting it into smoothies. I even mix it into my coffee uh, when I do uh, profis.
1: Nice. Or coffee's nice. Whatever, we're,
0: whatever we're calling these. Gonna... <laughs> um, some people are even adding things like flavor syrup, sweeteners, creamers, or using like flavored protein uh, mix. Sure, you can do whatever you want. I think the more traditional methodology of this is you sort of take your favorite coffee, whether it's a cold brew or whether it's a hot Americano mm-hmm. and you mix in some protein powder and then you blend it. You got to get a good blend in there. Have to. But it can be enjoyable, especially if you're using like a the one that I do once in a while, not too often because it's got a little bit of a higher sugar content, but I put like a French vanilla. Yum. Yeah, it is nice. You put that in and, and we're kind of the the protein with the flavoring kind of replaces anything else that you would put in there. You don't need to put like cream or oat milk or any kind of sweetener in there. So yeah, it's nice.
1: Interesting. The two beneficial components of prophy are the antioxidants and the proteins, energy boosts and muscle repair properties.
0: There's a lot of uh, research out there. There's a dietitian named uh, Amanda Frankney, and she says to look for a short and pronounceable ingredients uh, list Makes when sense. shopping for ideal protein shakes. So anything that as a general rule, if you can't pronounce an ingredient, it might not be something that you sure. want to put into your protein, your coffee, or really your diet at all. Totally. She also says to watch out for added sugars. And I, I kind of mentioned this before, you know, I once in a while I'll throw in the, the French vanilla, but you know, there's a little bit more sugar in there. So you got to be a little careful in using that every day. I tend to go with like 95% of the time I'll use, to, I'll use an unsweetened kind of flavorless protein powder. So good.
1: Nice. Yes. Apparently on TikTok, there's a new craze of people taking dry shots of their preferred protein powder, whether that's an animal-based protein powder, a plant powder or a plant-based protein powder. And um, it's not really a healthiest thing. There's been some issues around this subject, but apparently it's all the craze on TikTok of taking shots of dry protein powder.
0: Yeah. there's. A, I mean, the research, if you really dig into the research, it's, it's not so much. And I know the research says that Americans get more than what they generally need from mm-hmm. a protein intake perspective, whether that's from meats, vegetables, whether, you know, anything that you're ingesting, of course, protein powders, whatever that happens to be, you generally don't absorb all. And I think that's the big thing here that we need to think about. If you don't have like the precursor to it all is your microbiome and your gut health. And if you don't have a healthy gut, you're not going to absorb all of the protein that you're ingesting. So whether you're taking it as a shot, dumping it in your coffee, doing a shake, you still have to have your gut in a good place, and you still have to have the optimal uptake for absorption. One of the things that the research says, which I've started to do, and everyone, if you're into this type of uh, idea of mixing coffee, protein, and other things together, is think about adding uh, some type of like slow-burning fat, um, whether it's an MCT, whether it's a G-butter, because the research says that if you're ingesting protein with fat, it really helps the cellular uptake mm. uh, of that protein. So, Again, it kind of goes back to yeah. You could have three hundred grams of protein a day, but if you're not absorbing it, you're just expending it. it. Doesn't do anything for you. Sure.
1: So while protein powders are regulated by the FDA, dietitians are still skeptical and suggesting a product that's been third party tested outside of the FDA. Industry professionals suggest looking for one of three certifications of the organizations on the outside and the label of that protein product. One is NSF, right? So the National Sanitation Foundation. The other is a clean label project or uh, informed choice, and it's really important. I mean, definitely brings up a good point about you know what we talked about reading labels, right? That's just a very, very important, and something that I believe that we need to do more as a society.
0: Why do we keep adding protein to everything? That's the that's my big question. It's sure. about it's about getting more nutrients, or is it a novelty? I mean the thing that I don't quite understand is why protein is kind of having its moment right now, of course, health, wellness, fitness, you know, even bodybuilding and people wanting to get in better shape. Um, certainly that's becoming more prevalent in our society. And people are talking about it a lot more as more people kind of gain awareness of health, wellness, and those types of trends. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it kind of goes back to the research of, let's just be careful of overconsuming anything, right? Hundreds of grams of protein or shots of you know, protein powder on TikTok, like that's not going to help you And you have to be a little bit smarter around what you put in your body. So not that I'm preaching here. I think it's just common knowledge. Like, let's just do more research and let's make sure that, you know, before you do anything like that, that you're looking at a, uh, the best way to ingest and how much you actually need. And then take a look at the research and and go, Hey, is this going to be absorbed by my body? Is my body actually going to put this to work when I ingest it? (laughs) Um, Should we pay some bills here? Yeah, let's do it. Having trouble staffing up? You're not alone. Our industry is facing an unprecedented labor shortage, and tech will play a central role in solving this problem. Yelp Kiosk was built in 2018 for restaurants who couldn't afford to pay a dedicated host. In 2021, Yelp Kiosk is supporting restaurants that want to do more with less. By adding Kiosk, your host is no longer trapped behind the host stand enabling them to assist in all front-of-house operations. Learn about how Kiosk can help your restaurant at restaurants.yelp.com slash kiosk.
1: Well, according to the Hartman Group, a research firm that's been studying American food culture for over 25 years, says that most Americans eat around 100 grams of protein per day, which is double the recommended daily amount. So 50 grams being the recommended amount, but the average American is eating about 100 grams of protein per day.
0: Yeah, it kind of just goes back to what we were saying. I mean, there's, there's just possibly an overconsumption of protein. You probably don't need 100 grams unless you're trying to really make gains or really put muscle on. Um, and if you're not as active as you know, someone that needs 100 grams of protein a day, a lot of that's just going to go to waste and kind of flow through your system.
1: Yeah. And the interesting thing is, you know, are these Americans, these average Americans eating protein for, as you stated, bodybuilding, fitness, wellness, or are they just eating it because it's like muscle memory, you know, sort of no pun intended right. about, oh, I'm going to go grab a cheeseburger. I'm going to go grab a taco. I'm, what what kind of taco am I getting? Shredded, you know, shredded beef or I'm getting a chicken salad, you know, or I'm having spaghetti and meatballs like you're just kind of mindlessly eating this protein or whether that's coming from a plant protein through hummus or chickpeas or, you know, pea protein. And we're not thinking about a balanced diet. We're just eating to kind of eat.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: So Melissa Abbott, the firm's vice president for Culinary Insight, suggests that the uptick in eating extra protein might simply be the newest fad diet. And consumers are, I mean, we saw this with keto, right? Consumers are worried about that not having enough protein, you know, will they crash or is it similar to a sugar crash or a caffeine crash? And, you know, so people are trying to make sure that they're getting enough protein to sustain.
0: The scary part for me is if people are just seeing trends online. Yeah, totally. On social media totally. or TikTok and doing things be, their body doesn't really need, but they're seeing other people doing it and they feel like maybe that's the thing to do, um, but they're not really educating themselves properly.
1: Yeah. One thousand percent, Philip. And I also feel like there's just not enough food education in general in the United States. Sure. I mean, these are basic life tools. You know, that home ec, you know, understanding gardening, understanding the, how a carrot grows, you know, and that that itself, a plate of roasted carrots with a beautiful carrot top chimichurri could be lunch. You know, it's, it's interesting about food education from a culture standpoint, like where, where we are, what we are taught as um, young minds, you know, while mixing protein with your coffee may seem like two birds in one stone situation. Experts say that consuming the two together don't necessarily enhance each other's effects, which Mm. is interesting because it's kind of pointless. I mean, it's I mean, is there overconsumption for no reason?
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I think again, it goes back to like absorption. Consumption is one thing, and if you're putting 100 grams of protein in your body, high, high likelihood, unless your gut is in perfect health. Uh, and unless you're eating some type of slow-burning fat that optimizes the cellular absorption of that protein, uh, there's a very high chance that you're just expending a lot of that protein intake out, and you're not really u- using it. It's not going to your muscles, and it's not being used for the intended purpose. Right. So I think we have to be very careful about that. As a general rule, less is more when it comes to extra protein. Over-consuming protein has also been shown to potentially give you side effects. These aren't things that I've seen, but through the research, nausea, headaches, indigestion uh, can be a factor of taking too much protein in and not, it not being absorbed properly. And then chronic overconsumption can put people at risk for vascular disorders, cardiovascular disease, kidney or even liver problems. So there's a whole host of things that can sort of be brought to the surface if you're not careful and doing uh, protein consumption properly.
1: You know, for serious gym goers. However, it could be the perfect pre-workout protein concoction. I personally don't drink a lot of protein shakes or anything before I go to the gym. I do I do, do my BCAA and my, and my hydrate. That's the most important to me. Yep. Um, and, you know, I might have a protein shake at lunch, but, um, you know, I have to be honest, I do frequent a bulletproof coffee and have coffee plus protein with the MCT oil you yeah. know, or I make it myself. I haven't measured how many grams of protein I take. I mean, I do like a scoop in the morning in my shake and like maybe a bulletproof coffee a week. But that's about it.
0: Yeah, I dug into it a little while ago. The optimal way to do this, if you are going to uh, bring these two items together, you're going to bring the coffee, whether it's an Americano or it's a slow drip, whatever type of coffee it is, that's the antioxidants is the important part there and the caffeine getting into your system.
1: And creates stream.
0: Yep, yeah, creates fat burning, gets the metabolism moving. It's a great thing to do first thing in the morning. You actually don't want to do coffee too early in the morning, the research says that between 9 and 11 a.m. is that time when you really want to start getting coffee down. Anything earlier than that can be a little challenging on your adrenals. They actually say 9.30 is like the right time to drink coffee, which is
1: based on the circadian rhythm of when you went to sleep. I Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly. And something a little uh, more lightly caffeinated, like a green tea, um, is what I start with earlier. So if I'm like you know, done a workout and it's 7 a.m. and I'm going to do some things before I really get into the day. I'll usually just do a green tea mm-hmm. and I'll hold off on the coffee till about 930. But what I do there is like the research says that you want to ingest protein powders with some type of slow burning fat. The Bulletproof Coffee, I know we talk about Asprey a lot on the pod, but the Bulletproof Coffee with G butter, with MCTs, even if you want to throw in like a prebiotic uh, Fiber—that's a nice add-on to that morning coffee. Totally. Then mix in some protein, blend that, then you've kind of got this perfect mix of caffeine, antioxidants, slow-burning fats, lipids, and that allows the cellular uptake to really get that protein into your system. Interesting. And quite frankly, if you're supplementing protein, unless you're doing two a days or you're training for something like substantial, that's probably enough supplementation. A couple of scoops in that morning bulletproof, yeah, it's probably going to be enough for you.
1: I know I have to get my protein up because they, when I did my like body scan, they said my protein was low. And it's like, I mean, I probably have one or two coffees a week. I'm not a big coffee person. I have like natural energy generally, but I do do like a, a pea protein in my, in my shakes after workout every day. Mm, probably four times a week. Yeah. And then, you know, I wasn't eating animal protein for a very long time, I was eating plant based protein. So, you know, I've started to introduce more animal proteins now, you know, 50 grams a day at least and. You know, we'll see how things go. But yeah, I'm always trying to like get the data and the research and see how it affects my workouts, my output.
0: You went vegan for a while.
1: Yeah, 2019 and for about eight months.
0: I mean, I wonder if there is a like a residual kind of measurement on that period of time, because it is a long time to Could go without be. animal protein. Could be. Um, what were you doing protein wise during that time? Were you supplementing? Were you doing more or just you sort of you weren't supplementing? To a larger degree during that time.
1: I was very aware of the protein I put in my body, but it was like garbanzo beans, Mm. um, you know, lots of different legumes, you know, the pea protein. That's really where I was getting a lot of my proteins from.
0: I do a pea protein now. That's kind of the go-to. I do a vegan protein. I really try to stay away from dairy as much as I can. I'll put in some oat milk into coffee occasionally, but I am a daily coffee drinker. I I love it. Um, It's like kind of that morning treat that I do every day. But the interesting thing about caffeine is you really do have to be careful. And I think what this can also do, this uh, profi idea, is it can really turn coffee into an all-day ingesting uh, activity. If you're going to go work out at 4 p.m., which I never do, but a lot of people do. They hit the gym after work or late in the afternoon or whatever. Doing that coffee late in the afternoon with protein in it, that coffee's got a half-life of 12 hours. That's going to stay in your system for quite a while. So you got to be careful in terms of when you actually finish coffee consumption for the day. The research says you shouldn't drink coffee afternoon because if you're trying to go to bed at 10 o'clock, there's still a portion of that caffeine going through your system. It will impact Makes your sense. sleep, even if your last coffee is at 12 noon. You start drinking coffee at 4 or 5 p.m. or an espresso after your dinner.
1: Your recovery is not going to be great. Yeah,
0: good luck getting to sleep properly. You might fall asleep. But your body is going, okay, there's something in here that totally. I should be digesting.
1: Totally. And you're
0: not going to sleep and I guarantee your recovery will be off. Right. Certainly if you're measuring it like I do, you'll see that. And I've noticed that before. If I have a coffee, sometimes you're just, you just just can't get through the day without that second one in the afternoon or whenever you're having it. And I notice on those days, you almost trip yourself up because you go, okay, I would need this to get through the day, but then your next day's affected because you didn't recover right. You didn't get to sleep properly the like night before. So sometimes you just got to really fight that and just go, you know what, I'm going to have maybe something lightly caffeinated or uh, just fight through it with an herbal tea and just try to try not to have caffeine uh, late in the day.
1: Yeah, makes sense. So, you know, as we mentioned earlier, most Americans already consume more than their daily required protein allocation. An average 140 pound person that does not exercise should consume around 51 grams of protein, which translates to not a lot. This is three ounces of meat a handful of almonds, two eggs, and or one cup of milk, which is a uh,
0: huge. Yeah. I don't know too many people drinking cups of milk, but yeah.
1: Not a lot. No, it's not. You think about it.
0: So 140 pound person, 51 grams of protein daily. If they're not exercising, I guess if they are exercising, that goes up. You'd probably want to take that up somewhere closer to 75, maybe 80, mm. uh, maybe like half of your body weight there. But for people with certain diet restrictions, such as vegans or vegetarians, supplemental protein can go a long way. And you want to, you know, you want to really look at this. We're certainly not medical professionals on this podcast.
1: Definitely not. I'm a chef, just to be clear. clear.
0: Probably if you skewed out, you know, all the people out there looking at this data, you and I look at it and talk about it quite a bit. I think we're pretty well, yeah, we're pretty well informed uh, when it comes to this. So I, I... my opinions and the sources that I look at are, are good ones. Yeah, definitely. But always, you know, take your own research into your own hands and do what's right for your own body. And, and a lot of the times it's kind of how you feel. Yeah, big time. If you feel like you don't have enough fuel in your body, you probably need more. If you feel like you, you're sluggish or you've got too much in your system, maybe you're putting too much in there. But again, you know, that's something that you have to make the decision on for yourself.
1: And that's all for our bite-sized news segment today. You can find us at happymouthpodcast.com. You can also check us out on restaurants.yelp.com backslash happymouth or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for dining with us, and we hope to see you next time. Have a nice day.